Hey, I wanted to jump in here and let you know that we have an introductory pricing going on right now up until May 18th. And what this is, is I have taken my courses and combine them all into a move better bundle. So you're going to be working on your feet, you're going to be working on your posture, and you're going to be working on your core, pelvic floor, all of those things. And you can save big. Right now, I am selling this for 50% off. So head to movingthroughmidlife.com. Click on the Work With Me link. It is the Moving Through Midlife program, your Move Better bundle, where you can start working on feeling better in your body. You also then get access to workouts, recipe guides, live sessions with me, and live classes with me throughout the month. So head to movingthroughmidlife.com, click on the Move With Me link, enter intro, and that will give you 50% off. I'm looking forward to it. Welcome to Raising Healthy Humans, a podcast created for busy moms, where you can easily find information on health and wellness for your family. Enjoy experts who share tips on how to raise children through each phase of life. Gather current information on nutrition and wellness and listen to Courtney, a health coach, movement specialist, and founder of FormFit, an active and supportive community where she helps busy moms move more. On Raising Healthy Humans podcast, Courtney shares her personal life experiences, training, knowledge, and conversations with other health and wellness experts so you can raise healthy humans. Today, I am speaking with Diane of Symmetry Neuro PT, who is a mom on a mission to make neurofeedback accessible and easy for everyone. And I know what you may be thinking, as I was as well. Can you explain what exactly is neurofeedback? Well, she's going to get more into that in this episode. But if you or a family member are struggling with anxiety, depression, impulsivity, or other things affecting the brain, like seizures or lesions of the brain, you're going to want to listen to this and learn about neurofeedback. I have found this information fascinating, and I believe, like she mentions in the episode, that Symmetry NeuroPT will become a household name, just like Kleenex. She is thinking of the future, and how basically we can biohack our brain health. So I hope you enjoy it just as much as I did. Hi, Diane. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Courtney. How are you today? I am good. I'm excited to have you here. Um, Can you tell our listeners how you got started with neuropathway training or neurofeedback? Yes, absolutely. I am a mom on a mission. So I literally got into this field or this field found me as I was searching for help for my youngest son. He was impulsive off the charts, got kicked out of many different environments, programs, you know, things that every time I tried to find a place for him that would work well for him, I'd get a call. We really love him, but he's not following the program and you need to come and get him. That's how extremely impulsive he was. 
Okay. And um, he was totally running out of options when I was introduced to neurofeedback. Okay. And can you explain to us what neurofeedback is? Yes. So neurofeedback is really a way to teach the brain to produce healthier patterns. You know, our brain is communicating with what they call brainwave activity and it's, it's chemical reactions and communications in the brain. And we're able to measure that brainwave activity. And there are certain patterns that are healthy in a brain that a brain is functioning well and communicating well and, and has impulse control and isn't anxious and all of that. So it's technology driven learning, really being able to measure those brainwaves and teach the brain how to produce healthier patterns. Okay. So this is interesting because I, um, I have my daughter, um, which my listeners haven't learned about this yet, but um, my daughter was just diagnosed with epilepsy, kind of came out of the blue, did not know no. anything about this. Um, so I am kind of on a mission myself to try to figure out what's going on. Now, I do know for her situation, it there is a lot of information about she suffered a stroke at birth. So that probably has a lot to do with it and hormones and puberty. Okay. I was going to ask how old she was. Yeah. Yeah. She's that 11. So she's hit that point. Mm-hmm. But I've been learning more about, you know, our gut and inflammation and things like that, which I learned about, but I kind of got lax on um, with her. And when I I watched your video on your um homepage. And it was very interesting to me to learn like from this different aspect. Yes, you do talk about diet in there about some of the signs and symptoms of having some of these neuropathway. I don't even know what you would call it, but changes maybe due to various different things, right? Yes. And we refer to it as dysregulation. So there's a regulated, a well-regulated brain. And any time those patterns are off, it's dysregulated. That's the the term we use in the brainwave activity. So yes, it all ties together. The gut, the health, the nutrition, and your brainwave activity is all very much tied together. Okay. And, And what you're doing is working on changing the brainwaves. And you mentioned about like Pavlov's theory, right? Is that correct? Okay. Um, Can you talk about like what you're doing with the brain here? Right. So uh, Barry Sturman discovered this whole idea that you could actually teach the brain to change the brainwave activity patterns that are being produced accidentally in a research lab back in the 60s. And that's where, you know, your comment about the seizures comes into play because he was just um, studying, doing a sleep study with the cats and realized that these cats were able to produce a certain brainwave at will when they gave them a little bit of milk and broth every time they produced a half-second burst of a particular brainwave, those cats were able to produce more and more of that particular brainwave. And then when they were put in a different study as to why the astronauts were developing seizures when they were exposed to hydrazine rocket fuel, those cats that were in that first experiment were resistant to those seizures when they were exposed to that fuel compared to the rest of the cats that were brought into that study. And they were like, what? You know, so really um, the structure and the function of their brain changed when they were taught to produce more of a particular brainwave. And, and that was mind blowing. And it still is mind blowing 
Um, but then they did more research with epileptics and seizures, and they were able to reduce grand mal seizures in epileptics by only, like, I think it was in the 80 percentile. And that was published back in 1978 in the Journal of Epilepsia. So, yes, we change the structure and the function of our brain every time we learn something that happens when babies crawl, when babies sit up, when, you know, all of those different physical exercises, but also when we learn the structure and the function of our brain can change. And through neurofeedback, you really can make significant changes in the brain. Okay. So if I'm, and this is interesting because um, I happened to read an article about while I was starting to dive deep into this world. Um, I, I read an article about how there are people that on the verge of a seizure can pull themselves back. Is that kind of what you're helping people to understand through this neurofeedback type thing? Like what it appeared to me on the video is that um, you're basically rewarding them for certain events, kind of like the cats in the milk, you know, you're rewarding them. And then the brain kind of, it's almost like when you eat sugar, you know, that brain gets that excitement. Obviously we're talking about positive and a negative, but that same type of thing where we're getting that reward and the brain wants more of it. So the brain's going to continue to do that. Correct. Yes. And then by, and that, that's exactly the case. So, it, and it's technology driven. So we have a couple sensors on the scalp to measure the brainwave activity and the software detects when the brain's meeting the healthy pattern that we want to encourage. And somebody will be kicked back watching Netflix, YouTube, Hulu, anything you want to stream online. And the, the software puts an overlay over top of it so that it plays brighter when the brain's meeting those goals in that healthy pattern. And it goes dimmer or quieter when the brain's not producing a healthy pattern. So that's the milk and broth. We want to see something better that we're interested in. That's a natural tendency of the brain. So for the cats, it was the milk and broth. But for us, we just want to see it or hear it better, right? And that's right. all that's, that's necessary. But what happens as you keep repeating that, so it's not something where you you start to feel, oh, I increased 13 to 15 hertz frequency over here on my left side of the brain. You can't feel that necessarily. And okay. it can be that detailed. But what happens is the process of rewarding the brain to produce that healthy pattern is that it becomes a new pathway in the brain, a new physical pathway, just like when we learn to ride a bike or write with a pencil. You practice, 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 and then pretty soon you're doing it and you're not thinking about it. It's there, right? So that's what happens through the neurofeedback process. It's neuroplasticity. Our brain is plastic. When it learns, it creates a new pattern in the brain. And that's what happens. Okay. So I have, I, I've got like five questions in my head. Great. <laughs> I love to see the excitement on your face. Nobody can see it, but I'm loving that we're both like all wound up. Like we're going to nerd out okay. here. <laughs> so the first question, I guess, that I I want to ask is for those who have been affected, whether it be like a stroke or a lesion for those maybe with MS or things like that, can this help to, because we know that there is neuroplasticity in the brain, can this help to rewire to move past certain points within the brain or yes, have you tested that? Yes, it can. And it does. There's a research paper that talks about physical changes in the gray and white matter of the brain after a series of sessions of neurofeedback. 
Yes. Okay. And that's why people do physical therapy as well. That has a similar effect. It may sometimes take more exercises than the neurofeedback. It just depends on, on the approach. Um, but it's the same concept. We're trying to get that brain to relearn something after a stroke, right? So what do right. you do? You make it look like it's doing that activity. They might physically move that arm like it should for a right. while until the brain starts to relearn that. Um, it, it's the same concept. It's just using technology to help that process. Okay. And for those that might be intrigued by this, who all do you help? I mean, I'm talking about seizures specific to my daughter. Um, I also work with many women in uh, who have multiple sclerosis. So that was another reason, reason I mentioned the lesions, but who else might benefit from this? Right. Yeah. Well, most of us have the brain and anyone with a brain that isn't perfectly well-regulated uh, can benefit from neurofeedback. So we don't just have people coming to us with challenges, we do have a lot of that anxiety, depression, people, you know, with inattention, like my son, impulsivity, those types of things have responded very well. And there's great studies on it. But we also have peak performers, Olympic athletes, professional musicians, we can always improve our brains, just like we can always learn, right? So okay. that we, we've got such a variety of people that are being, you know, they're using neurofeedback to their benefit. I started out in the field in a therapeutic program where my kiddo found himself for troubled teens. So we had a lot of all of those letter labels, ADHD, ODD, you know, anxiety was there, sleep issues were there, tendency towards addictions, all of that stuff was there. Right. And um, when I set up in that program with the system that I trained in, 100% of those responded in some positive way. And I was blown away. <laughs> it's like, why didn't somebody mention this to me sooner, you know? Um, but that's why we do what we do. Okay. And how long, I mean, have you studied people over time to deter, to determine like, how long does this last? Is this something that you do? I believe it showed like 20, um, I don't know I what you would call I prefer, them. But... Yeah, we prefer people to have 40 sessions minimum. There, okay. The science does show after 20 sessions, there's some permanent change, but we live in such a stressful environment that in, in my offices and when we do home training, uh, we encourage everyone to have at least 40 sessions. A session of neurofeedback is typically 20 to 30 minutes. Um, we even have people that are using the technology for up to an hour or so, as long as they don't fatigue. It's just like if you were practicing a musical instrument, you know, you're, you're going to do, if you practice a little bit longer, you're going to learn it quicker. So okay. we're seeing that effect happening a lot, especially with the home training and making it more available for people to train longer than 20 or 30 minutes in a setting. Um, so okay. about 40, we want the minimum. And there is long-term change, just like when you learn to ride that bike. You might not get on a bike for 20 years, but when you get on it, you're still going to have, you might be a little wobbly, but you're still going to have the gist of it, right? Okay, that's so it happens. is. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, so then how long does it last? Because we get back into our habits and things like that. So I didn't know what kind of overrides. Yeah. So, well, if you, so I'll give you the case of my son because he's my poster child. That's how he's introduced to this. And most definitely he had, yeah. he had 40 sessions. And by that point, he was then able to pause before reacting. And he never had that since birth. 
So he, that gave him his pause that he needed in order to function in the world, or he would be locked up or dead. That's how impulsive he was. He never had another session, and he's one of the most disciplined people I know. <laughs> so he, I mean, that was permanent change for him. He was, you know, 13 when we found this, and he just turned 25. Um, and so he didn't have any additional sessions. There are some people, though, they go back to a stressful environment, a, a terrible job, an abusive relationship, a crappy diet, all of that stuff. And they will have times where they feel like they need a booster and maybe come back to us for, for something. Certainly if you're in a car accident or any kind of impact or something, that definitely can disrupt things. But the pathways that you learn when we learn, just like when we learn to walk or ride or ride that bike, they stay with us for the most part. Okay. And like you mentioned, was your son having to do other things or what, was he specifically the neurofeedback. Was he doing, um, changing his diet and all of that stuff as well? He was at multiple different programs. And back then diet and nutrition was not at the top of their list. They were just trying to figure out how to help these rascals and keep them from running away or hurting themselves. (laughs) So I have to say his diet was not that great, but, uh, in hindsight, you know, he did go through a lot of different therapies, programs, structured environments. He learned a lot. He knew what he knew what he knew. He just didn't have the physical ability to refrain from his impulsiveness. But once we did um, get that pause for him and, and re, you know, structure, re-regulate his brain in a way, um, now I think now he was able to apply all of those things that he learned. And he just had his first and only graduation because he got kicked out of everything before at, at age 25 and he's special forces green beret that's oh my how goodness. extreme <laughs> yeah. wow that's okay how much of a difference from kid that got kicked out of everything that would have been locked up or accidentally killed himself to one of the most disciplined people you know um yeah and it was basically what you're letting us know is that there was like this pause his brain needed to pause before react. I mean, yeah, we all need yeah. to pause before we he react. Did, he didn't have but that. Like, <laughs> but then by using the neuro feedback, it was able to let the brain know how it should handle basically every situation, how it should handle uh, thought yes. almost, right? Yeah, it gave him the physical pathway in his brain to be able to, yeah, stop and process something before his body physically just reacted to its environment. Yeah, so we helped his brain better regulate and that was his primary benefit. There are other things that come along and you never can really predict exactly what the first thing will be, but but a well-regulated brain, uh, that person rests better, they focus better, they can manage their mood regulation a little better, you know? And and those types of things fall into place when you have a well-regulated brain. That being said, and I think we mentioned this earlier, I have, there's no perfect brain out there. I have yet to see a perfect brain map because that's how we start our process. We actually put a snug cap on the scalp, put a little gel on there, and we take recordings of the brainwave communication, the brainwave activity. That gets compared to a database and we get a detailed report on which areas of the brain are functioning well and which ones are off. Um, So there's no perfect brain, but the goal is to teach the brain to produce healthier patterns and go a little more towards that norm and a little closer towards that healthy pattern. And people usually find some symptom relief through that. 
Okay. Um, just a question. As you were saying that, I was wondering, because you mentioned like performance athletes, is yeah. there a way to like, if someone's like, I need more creativity, like, is there a way to kind of pull a specific area of the brain to get that area to fire on more? That, that's no? really a great question. That is a great question. Everybody wants us to go to one specific area and be able to better regulate that one area and, and then go from there and fix it. And, and the brain doesn't really work like that. It's more like a okay. Rubik's cube. Um, when you do train one area of the brain, like the whole goal of neurofeedback is to help better regulate the brain as a whole. But we may okay. work on certain sites that are more dysregulated, but you never know which areas are going to change the most. And sometimes the brain has to, again, think of that Rubik's cube. Sometimes you have to mix up a few colors to get all of the on one side. That's how the brain will change. It'll shift okay. in different ways. And we don't exactly know which area will shift first. But if you are moving that brain towards a normal, healthier pattern, things are going to click and come online and be easier and make people's lives easier, basically. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, one other point you... on that, if you don't mind, I'll, oh, there's of one course. other point. We do have a protocol that we use that was, again, from back in the 70s called Alpha Theta. And it's not training certain brain waves up or down or left to right communication, but it's using neurofeedback by measuring those brain waves to take you into this very deeply relaxed, almost like Zen Buddhist bunk meditative state where you're right on the edge of sleep. There have been okay. multiple studies with that one that it increases musical performance ability, creativity, mm. the golfers, you know, that's where the peak performers like to get into that because the busyness of our, you know, conscious brain is out of the mm -hmm. way. And our subconscious is doing the processing and the work. And that one has been really powerful for, for creativity. Okay. Interesting. So with this, you had mentioned anxiety, depression. What, like what would make someone think I need to do this? I mean, are you, I, I know you said you, you handle all types of things, but for say my listeners, is there anything that they should be paying attention to um, that might be something where they might want to come seek your right. yeah. information out? So in the past, the people that found me were in those, <clears throat> excuse me, desperate positions like I was um, right with my son and running out of options. And that's sad because this should be a household norm. Just, you know, we have access to all kinds of technology. Why wouldn't we be using this in our homes for, you know, when you're not sleeping well and you don't want to pop a pill because you know the pill doesn't really give you restorative sleep, that kind right. of thing. Just little things when you are feeling that anxiety and, and having trouble with uh, managing your situation at work, uh, you would turn your neurofeedback system on instead of pop a pill, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and so- any, so I have to say, historically, it was really desperate people that would eventually find us for searching and searching and searching. And that's how it came to me. I mean, we were totally out of options when somebody told me about neurofeedback and it would have saved me a ton of stress and trauma that my family went through in debt um, had we known about it before. So part of my mission is to make this more of a household world, so, word so that you don't have to go through all of that agony looking for many different options. And I, I would like people to consider it sooner before they go to the doctor for a prescription, before right. they start to lose hope. Hey, let's just map your brain and see 
see what's happening in there. And if it's correlated with what you're experiencing, why not try this? It's non-invasive. You know, it, right. there's no side effects. There's no harm to learn. Why not? Okay. Which, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking I'd love to do this, but how do we, how do we go about doing this? Um, is it something where we have to fly to you or how does that work? We have mobile and a mobile app, a training system that will go, thank goodness it was developed before COVID hit <laughs> um, because I had that situation. You know, I started in the therapeutic program and then I set up a few offices, but I was never in that same place. And so we had a, an actual software developed that makes it very easy. It's easier than the clinical version if, if there is a provider in an office. So it's made to just, you know, four steps, open this up, put your sensors here, plug in your amplifier, click play. And of course, we don't just send that out to people. I have coaches that zoom in with you, walk you through it. They're monitoring it from a distance. We have a whole case management team that will go in there and look at the sessions afterwards, every 10 sessions, and, and look at how your brain is responding and decide where to go from there. So we, we have a team of support, but it can go anywhere around the world that a laptop and a small square amplifier and a couple sensors can go. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Mind blown here. <laughs> okay. All right. So basically, um, you get these electrodes. Is that what you even call I like it? to call them sensors because I okay. think it's so <laughs> non-medical. That sounds kind of. The sensors sense your brainwave activity. Yes. Okay. And, and, and then you them stick you. them, you place them on your head. Correct. And then it's able to gather information just like an EEG would. Right. Right. They plug into a little amplifier that'll amplify that brainwave activity. And then that plugs into the software and the software is looking at it and deciding when are they producing the pattern that we want to encourage and when are they not. And that's all done through this app as well. Yes. That yeah. you're working yeah. with. And is there any concern with these sensors, having these sensors on so often? Is there a concern for that or? No, it's just a little bit of a conductive pace, like a saline solution. Paste the okay. them on. So, okay, that you, know, you would pull them on and everything. Nothing's going in. Remember, I mean, anytime you think about electrode or putting something, <laughs> you think something's going to go in, and that's not the case. We're just measuring. We're just putting it on there to pick up that activity. The wave. Okay, like, yeah, yeah like the waves on in your phone and yeah, and like taking your blood pressure. Yeah, yeah take like, your blood pressure with a cuff, or um, you know, checking your body temperature with the with thermometer. You don't. That's all. It's just measuring. Okay. Um, and you had, I don't, you, I believe you kind of mentioned it here, but I also noticed it for people in it. We just happen to be speaking about speech, uh, not speech, sleep this month. Sorry. Uh -huh, sleep, um, yeah. How might this help those of us who struggle with sleep? Is this something sleep. we could then use to help us get into a deeper sleep and things like that? Absolutely. Because that is one of the most important things for your system to operate in harmony. And, you know, if your sleep is off, a lot of things are difficult. And when the brain starts to better regulate, that's one of the first things we're watching for more restorative sleep. It's, it's very key. And it's helped a lot of people. I'm one of those who never slept most of my life and ended up with an autoimmune disease. And in hindsight, I realized I had a sleep issue since I was a baby and nobody realized. And so, um, and it took a lot of neurofeedback sessions. And all of a sudden I realized, it doesn't take two hours to go to sleep. <laughs> like I never knew that. 
I never knew that it was only supposed to take 15 to 20 minutes to go to sleep. I just normally thought everybody took like two hours to process your day and memorize music and think about what you're doing. You know? But sleep is so huge. And that is definitely one of the first things. And a lot of people come to us with help with sleep for help sleeping. Okay. And are, I mean, are people getting what they want out of this? Like, are they seeing the changes? I know you said your son's the poster child you have as well on, you know, on a percentage basis, is it a hundred percent of people seeing differences or how is that? Funny thing was, is when I first went to that therapeutic program, 100% of them responded in a positive way, staff and students. And I was, like I said, I, my, it just threw me for a loop. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Why didn't anybody mention this? And so I went on the rampage to train as many doctors as I could to do this. I became the trainer. I opened a bunch of offices. I started the home training. And then I started to see a lot of different people rather than that controlled group. Okay. And, but even so, uh, about 95, 94% of people respond in some positive way. We have very few that don't. And that is going to be the person that is, um, still sabotaging themselves, you know, with some kind of substances or if they're in a very abusive situation and they can't get out or bullying, something like that. We'll see them kind of look like they're improving and then slide back. Okay. Um, anybody with a real a metabolic issue that is not being properly addressed, like a thyroid, adrenal, blood sugar, something that's really chemically out of balance in their body. And we, we can okay. kind of see some indicators in that in our intake assessments too. Um, what is the other one? Heavy metal toxins that hmm. will slow your progress. And marijuana is one of the key things that can slow your progress with neurofeedback. But aside from those key ones, most people, their brain is able to learn. And again, as we just start to better regulate the brain, something's going to improve in some area. Not to say that every person comes in there and they become the perfect person. Like my, <laughs> my son, he, he, had, he gained that pause before reacting and everything, but he still did his teenage stuff and we still fought. And, you know, I was still not right. happy about some of it, but the difference You're like, get was, back under there. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we still bucked heads, but I knew though that his decisions were now his own. They weren't hmm. just a reaction to his environment. So I was able to handle it differently. I was able okay. to say, well, I know now that this is his choice versus, Hey, he can't even control himself, you know? So that was okay. significant. Okay. Do you notice another question? Because I know that, I mean, I know we all have neuroplasticity, mm-hmm. but also that children are more, the plasticity in their brain is much more. Do you notice that they tend to do better than adults or do you just still see because you're providing them the positive reinforcement? Do you see it the same? I see it pretty much the same way up you? into okay. the elderly. Yeah, oh, wow. Amazingly enough, I know kids are constantly changing and everything's going to change quicker for them. But that doesn't mean that a 70 year old doesn't respond just as quickly. I had a seven, I think he was 76 or something like that who had a stroke before. And within five sessions, he started to move his fingers and he couldn't for eight years. So that's that I can uh, disclaimer that doesn't always happen. And I'm not going to say that it will, but it was crazy. We were like, he came in after not being able to move this hand for all those years into our waiting room, called me and my technician over and said, 
look at this. I can't, I didn't even tell my wife because I don't believe it. And he started to open those fingers and we just were like, started crying, you know, it's like, oh my gosh. So you just don't know. Um, but that was extremely quick response. Yeah. That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 But it can happen. Okay. So if we are interested, where do we need to go to find you? So if you're interested in receiving the services, we have a number that's 1-844-BRAIN-ON, or you can go to our website, symmetryneuropt.com, as in neuropathway training, symmetryneuropt.com. I'm sure you'll post it under your- Yes, I will. Everything will be in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. But I also want to help other providers provide this. We we can't, I don't want to be the only one. So I've been teaching and training other- providers to to use this. So we have the systems, the software, the training, and the support to make it very easy for anyone to provide the service as well. So you can reach out to us for that too. And can you, can you recommend like who you would like to see, like within what offices? Well, I am not very prejudiced about that because I was a mom on a mission. And I, right. I had no background in this field whatsoever. And I was able to go through the training, apply what I learned and save lives. And so I, as somebody that has that heart uh, in the right place, that's willing to follow our system and learn, we, I've kept it very simple for newbies to get into the field because historically it was scientists in the research lab, right? Mm-hmm. And engineers mm-hmm. and this guy playing with this toy and this doing that and all of this experimentation. It was very complicated and scary for people. Even mm-hmm. therapists and psychotherapists didn't want to touch the technology because it seemed so intimidating. Well, we've changed that. We've made it for lay people, coaches, um, you know, people that maybe don't feel like they're the most tech savvy. We can help you do this to to help other people. Okay. And then um, for, I'm I'm thinking of someone specifically, Um, if epilepsy is like they're dealing with um, a lot of seizures, is there, would you then extend the amount of time? Because you said like every 10 sessions, you have someone work like a coach work with them to see how they're progressing. Is it something where I, I believe it was like 70 or 80% on your website um, were getting better with the seizures? So is right. that yeah, something? Yeah, the research said about 80. I think in the, the study in 1978, I, I believe it was like 80% grand mal seizures were reduced. Okay. And have you noticed it? Have you had people come to you with seizures? We've had a few, not as many as you would think. Yeah, but okay. we've had a couple of them that, that respond well and have other symptoms that go hand in hand with that. There's a high level of anxiety that goes into that as well. Right, and right. We've definitely seen, I mean, anxiety, of course, is one of the biggest things that people mm-hmm. are struggling with right now. And we do see patterns related to that in the MAP reports. So, yeah. Okay. So, th- and that's one thing I wanted to ask you because anxiety tends to run in my family. Um, my children, one of my ch- uh, children has anxiety. I myself hang- have anxiety. So you'd be able to tell based on the mapping, even if I was not anxious in the moment, you'd be able to tell that I am an anxious person. 
Yeah. And we don't diagnose, but we'll see patterns. Yeah. Right. In the brain that go hand in hand with that. And with when people report things in that anxiety category, you know, trouble sleeping or migraines or um, restlessness. We, we even can see, we know areas of the brain that are responsible for irritability and anger. We okay. know areas of the brain, just like we know areas of the brain that are responsible for attention. So yeah, we'll see a report of that. Your self-reporting side by side with what is happening in those areas of your brain, most responsible for those things. And then we okay. pull that together and to answer your last question too, if it is a special case and we're, you know, we are going to be paying even, even more attention if need be along the way, um, the coaches okay, so are you always work with looking, people specific yes. to specific needs. Okay. Absolutely. And that's just our general guidelines. Some people will just do a map and run 20 to 40 sessions and then look at it again, where I feel like we are, are right in there every 10 to reassure people. And that's a lot more than some people do. Um, right. But if it's if, if there's other needs and um, we always just group together as a case management team and discuss the cases to do the best for that individual. Okay. And then you also mentioned that when, like, if someone's not making progress and you see, you said you're able to see, like, if it's an, a thyroid issue or something to where you can then let them know, hey, you need to go get this checked out. Yes, we ha- we can okay. see certain things in the brain map report along with our intake assessments that will lend to that and we'll say, hey, you might want to have somebody look into this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I love yeah. this. I love everything about it. Really- oh, thank you. And it doesn't replace everything out there. Remember, it does work in conjunction with everything, with occupational therapists, with, you know, the other uh, counseling, everything. It just can enhance the effect of it because when your brain is properly ordered, you can you get things better. You know, you you can get past that stuck point where you end up with some different types of therapies. Well, and it almost makes me wonder why is this not more readily available? It always makes me wonder that every single time I talk about it, I'm like, why? That's why I'm here. Yeah, You would think every neurologist would just have this as a part of their office. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a couple different philosophies on that. There's of course the big pharma, philosophy that is not supported by the drug company. So we don't have the big multi-million dollar studies. It started in a research lab accidentally. It wasn't the intention to create this as a new therapy to put out there on the market. It was accidentally when those cats became resistant to that toxin. And um, so it started out as small, private, kind of scientific-like engineers and difficult software and expensive equipment that you couldn't just have at home. And, um, and you wouldn't know where to learn about it because everybody was still experimenting and just trying to figure it out. So finding the education, finding the equipment and finding the support was a little difficult in the past. And that's why we're bringing it all together and making it really easy now. And the more we do that, the more we have people like you that have interest in this and sharing it with, you know, the consumers, because it's not going to come from the top down. It's not coming from the insurance companies and big pharma and that realm. But if it right. comes from us up pretty soon, we will have it as a household uh, word. And right. like we should, like we have our cell phones, you know, we use technology to, to do damage. Why wouldn't we use it to help? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So my this dream is, is uh, I, this is funny. My team laughs about it a little bit, but our symmetry neuro PT. So the neuro PT means neuro pathway training, but it's kind of our coined term for neurofeedback. And I want that to be like the, Kleenex is the tissue. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, you, did you do your neuro PT today? Of course I did. You know, why wouldn't I? I was like, it's, yeah, it's sitting over there. Hey, did you do your neuro PT? Yes. <laughs> Hand me my neuro PT. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I, I'm hoping for. I don't think you're far off. I'm, Thank I you. really don't. I think where, where we are moving as a society, I think this could be huge. Yeah. And I just, I'm sitting here just thinking about it right now. The fact that it gives me goosebumps that this literally saved my son's life. There's mm -hmm. those extreme situations and we're dealing with a lot of instability and the anxiety levels going up and the environments mm -hmm. are very um, abrasive and, and this literally can save lives and it's, there's no harm. So why not? Right, right. right. Yeah. Just give it a try. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Right, right. So is there anything you having me on here and talking about of course, it? For sure. Of course. And I'll have all of your information in the show notes. Um, is there anything you want to leave with the listeners? Any information? I think we covered so much. Okay. I mean, yeah. we just call us and have a chat, you know, with myself, my team. I have an amazing team. They're, they all understand the mission. They, they're all, you know, trained to really support you throughout the way. And, and definitely the providers too. Don't be afraid of it. We have multiple options to help you provide this that can be almost hands-off for you. Like well, I will literally place a technician in the office for you, place the equipment and, and let you, you know, help your clients. So we'll find ways to do it. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day for this. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to our podcast. I hope you found this information valuable and hope that you can immediately use some of the information that was provided. Make sure to check out the show notes for all the links that we discussed today. We would also love for you to come join us over in our Moms Raising Healthy Humans community on Facebook to provide us with information moving forward with the podcast. We also provide you with a monthly focus to help you and your family live a healthier and more fulfilling life. And if you are interested, in diving deeper with us, we offer different memberships to participate in so that you can get to know us on a more personal level. We offer monthly challenges, live events, on-demand and live workouts, meal plans, and so much more. Just head to formfitonline.com to learn more. And as always, make sure to keep moving.